The following is the English translation of Pastor Meng En Wu's teaching on the Book of Genesis, chapter nine and ten, translated by David. We are going to review Genesis chapter nine and ten. Once they are out of the ark, God given them commands. God also revealed something that will happen in end time period. Let's look at verse one and two. And God blessed Noah and his son and said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth." The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, and upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground, and all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. This is described in chapter nine. If you read the book of Isaiah and some minor prophet books, you will see in end time, all the animals and mankind will live in peace during one. Like returning back to the time of Garden of Eden, you may think after the flood seems like a new beginning, but God still wants to bring mankind back to the first recreation, in fullness of Eden, the love of Eden, and completely holy, so that animals will be fear of men. It is more like men are fear of animal these days. We're afraid of snakes, wild beasts. But at the end time, as mentioned in the book of Isaiah in Re- Revelation, mankind and animal live together peacefully. But it has to be in the kingdom of Messiah, Lord of Millennium time. In verse three, it says, "Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you." And as I give you the green plants, I give you everything. Before the flood, mankind eats only plant-based food. After the flood, mankind are allowed to eat animals, but you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. In the Old Testament time, <clears throat> blood has life and symbolizes sacrifice. It is for atonement purposes that can only be offered to God. Now, in New Testament time, are we allowed to eat blood? In Corinthians, there is another discussion about it. Whether or not you can eat or not, the critical part is that blood—it's life. We must see God commanded it in return to the original creation. Verse nineteen: You see, God wants to give us a covenant. He wants to prosper and for us to prosper to multiply. So He established His covenant, covenant of rainbow. <clears throat> we can grab hold of this promise. He is promising that the land has been cleansed. So he will not flood the entire earth again, and cut off all flesh by waters of flood either. This is a covenant of love. So, dear beloved family, your prayer today: tell the Lord, please bring me into the blessing of this covenant. Bring me into the covenant so that my life may be preserved. That you establish this covenant with me to understand your love, your faithfulness, and grace will keep me. Next, let's review verses twenty to twenty-nine. This is a very painful passage. Before the the flood, mankind's sinful nature made them sin. In thinking about sinning, so God wanted to cleanse the land. After the flood, the rainbow promise is a covenant of love in relationship. But start from verse twenty, you see, sinful nature is still in mankind. Once we allow ourselves to indulge in the flesh. We can easily sin. Once sin 
curse will happen. Curses and uncleanness should have been relieved, but why we still see that Noah curses his own son or grandson, Canaan, in his future generations when he felt weak in his flesh. Let's look at verse 22. And on, on <clears throat> in him, the father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Then, then Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and walked backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backwards, and they did not see their father's nakedness. God favors when the sons cover the shortcomings of their father's weakness. Ham did not cover all his father when he first saw his, his naked. Instead, he exposed it to his brothers. Because of this, Noah cursed his own grandchild. Let's read verses 24 to 26. When Noah awoke from his wine and knew that his youngest son had, had stunned to him, he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of servants, shall he be his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. The curse from this passage puzzles people. Oftentimes, if children made a mistake or offended father because of his, their, his or her immaturity, the parent would just let it go. But here, this father curses his own grandchildren to, to be servants of other sons. Don't you think this father is very unfair and extremely selfish? God has revealed to us that in this passage, the sinful nature of mankind. As God has used letter pieces to cover Adam and Eve's sinful nature, even though God has evicted them out of Eden, but he wants them a chance to receive salvation. What Ham did is exposure, but it was done without covering. In God's purpose, when he exposes something, means that he wants the man to repent and receive cover from salvation and love. Ham's action failed to demonstrate the purpose of love. This is a good reminder for us that when we should cover our older generation's weaknesses, let us be their protection through our prayer and cover them. As you can see in the future chapters, the land of Canaan was really cursed. Abandon true God and worship idols. People on this land are cruel and sacrifice babies to idols. You may feel this curse has predestined Canaan's fate. No, it is not. It's about him from the beginning chosen not to cover and protected by the Father and then rebark on a path of abandoning God. Even, even with that, God still given 450 years for the Canaan people a chance to repent, but they never changed. Noah's curse did not cause Canaan to get all these curses. He simply showed to us that Ham and, the, and Canaan did not want to continue on the same path from the previous generation. So when the other sons and their children align with God's covenant, the blessing continues. So dear beloved family, our blessing to the next generation is very important. Our teaching to them is also very important. So our children will continue to fear God and follow God. Fathers and mothers, 
and the church leaders all have imperfections. But we must focus on the path of light to follow. We are not walking on our own path to discern good and evil. We are focused on the path of life. We chose to cover to accepting love so our children will not depart from God and die. So Shem, Ham, and Jashphat all have received God's covenant. But 450 years later, Ham's future generation was completely eradicated. It is not Noah's curse that cost, cost it. It is because men choose the path of destruction. Chapter 10 is so hard to read too. Who lives where and where are the boundaries? Whose sons live where and all? Feels hard to read. We should look at the last part though. Verses 31 to 32. There are the sons of Shem in their clams, in their languages, their land, in their nation. There are the clams of the sons of Noah, according to their generations, in their nations, and from those of nations spread abroad on earth after the flood. Now, why was this included here? Because Genesis is not just a book about life that Christians read. Rather, <clears throat> through historical, religious, and scientific perspective, you can find confirmation in it. So all religion, regions, and people are the descendants of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. As you are reading this, you probably think there's no spiritual enrichment, nor any revelations at all. But from the perspective of belief, history, science, and geography, you'll realize that God's salvation is not just allow his believer to receive blessings. All others on earth have a chance to join God's people, his kingdom, and his bloodline. So since the time God committed Noah to bore both clean and unclean animals on the ark, into the rainbow covenant and into the curse, he had given men chance after chance to come before him and take this path of life. So you can also pray today, Lord, thank you for placing, placing me in this country, and thank you for planting me in this state and region. My boundaries are set by you. My inheritance are preserved by you. I am bound to receive the land of Kenneth. I want to pray that all that I have in life are all given to me by you. What I receive, you will keep guard. Today, we pray for our family. Pray for our future generations and pray for our family's clan. Fathers and mothers, you also need to pray for your own lives. In our weakness and bring perfections, we can repent, we can pray. But for teaching our children, we must lead them to fear and revere God all of their lives. Even if our children offend us and give us words of disobedience, do not allow it in our natural ways. We don't understand why God allowed Noah's curse, but in God's order, he values waters in authority. Disobedience is like sinning. That is why God affirms it. We need to pray for our children to live a life of holiness, obedience, and within the path of life, and continue to follow the Lord until the day he returns.